Nashawan, Kanzada, how you doing, man? Uh, it's good to get you on the show. First off, you got a big win in your last fight. You know, you were coming off losing uh, five in a row, which is not good for any fighter. It doesn't feel good. Doesn't you know? It's not good for your career. But you got a win. You ex you actually went to Moscow, Russia, to do it. Talk about that ex uh, exploration. Okay, first of all, thank you for having me. Yeah, it was not a good time for me, you know, like I was started playing around with my weight. I wasn't having a good weight cut anymore. I, I used to walk around heavy, right? So I would be like 96 kilos. Cutting down to 77 was not working out, bro. And it was like every time, cut down, cut down, cut down, your body just goes like, that's it. So during that period of time, I had one more before Moscow in Pakistan, a regional fight. I don't know if people know about that. So I decided, hey, man, I'm, I'm not going to cut weight. I'm just going to go as it is, right? Why should I kill myself to make all this weight and then not perform well? So then <clears throat> I decided just to go like that. Took a fight in Pakistan on short notice. It was always a dream to fight there in hometown. Got a win there. And then the next one after was in Russia in Moscow and the guy was tall man he was really tall I didn't expect him to be tall but I got him down and then finished off with the Americana so it felt great alright so then you're on a two fight winning streak yeah two fight winning streak right now yeah yes. you know in around the world sometimes the records you know the, the events don't come up on on the on the websites like Tapology or SureDog and uh, uh -huh. you know but it's hard to kind of record every single fight right yeah, yeah, it's hard, especially now with people fighting so much and especially in Pakistan and stuff, other countries, things don't get recorded as well. So you have to send them the data and then they put it up slowly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Now, yeah, we just mentioned that, you know, you snapped a losing streak. Now you've changed the momentum into your favor. You're fighting at a weight class that's much better for you. Um, talk about dropping down to 77, which is welterweight. And, and going through all the weight cuts and going through killing yourself to make the weight and, and then not being able to perform the way that you're supposed to. Oh, man, it's heartbreaking, you know, like you go into training camp. Normally for people, they go into training camp. I train all year round, so that's how we do it. And then, but I, I don't have the best diet, you know, how it is. So then you kill yourself to make all that weight, like the night before you're sitting in the sauna trying to sweat it out. You still can't sweat out the weight and then even though you rehydrate you're not actually there a hundred percent you know the next day that's why once doing a good job they're like hey guys you guys gonna fight at your natural weight we're not gonna let you cut weight and that seems fair you know like you guys go there both guys are same weight you guys fight some guys perform well with dehydration some guys don't and there comes a point where body just gives out it's like hey, you cannot do this anymore you know cannot keep it up for a long time so yeah were there any scary moments for you cutting weight? No, not much, but it's just drooling, you know, like you just keep sitting there and your body doesn't sweat anymore. You're dry. You still got two or three kilos to lose. You start panicking and nothing's helping. People around you want to help, but you're cranky, you're mad, <laughs> cannot help, you know, so all these things, right? But at the end of the day, people don't see this. People only see how you perform in the cage or the ring. They only see that part. Nobody actually gets to see the fire go through this process. So I think if people saw more of that, then they would be more understanding towards this aspect too, you know. Now you're uh, where you're at right now in Hong Kong. You know, you're. how did you end up in Hong Kong of all places? So my 
great grandfather he was married to a chinese and then that's how the whole thing happened right because my family they were in pakistan and my dad wasn't doing so well financially so they're like how about i move over there because he had a right of board to come to hong kong he's like i'm gonna see how life works out there so then he decided to leave everything there and come here and then he brought us over and so that's how the transition happened to us getting here in hong kong so what age were you when you uh landed in hong kong I was 10. When I first got here, I was 10 years old and they brought me over here, yeah. Wow. So, you know, you've basically lived in an international city your whole life. Yeah, I've lived here more than back home, so it's quite surprising, you know. So both places like kind of home for me. Yeah. Definitely, man. If you spent your first 10 years in a country, that is definitely your home or one uh -huh. of your homes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now, mm -hmm. Hong Kong, you know, the martial arts industry is not as big as some other countries, but it's still... You know, there's still a promotion going on there, but I heard I just saw that Just MMA they canceled their show because of the coronavirus, the outbreak, and kind of they're limiting public gatherings. Now, how much of effect has that had on you and your life, the coronavirus? The coronavirus, for me personally, it hasn't affected me that much, but for all around people, it has affected them a lot. Like businesses are not doing well, everything's shut, schools are shut, so. Kids are staying at home right now. And before that, people were doing the protests. Right away, the protests are done. Now you get hit by coronavirus, so the economy is not doing well at all, at all, you know. And like you said, all these events that were coming up, they all got canceled. China is not doing any events. Hong Kong canceled their events. The jiu-jitsu event got canceled. So a lot of things got canceled around in this area. Not only just for the local fires, but a lot other international fires fight over in China too. So a lot of promotions there got closed too. So it's not a good time, you know. Yeah, all over the place, it's not a good time. Uh, Hong Kong, yeah, they've been hit pretty badly, you know, economically with the protests and now this coronavirus. And and for for your uh, for your gym, Espada, how is that going? Yeah, so yeah, we have seen a drop in numbers too, but it's. Basically, it's normal. It's a situation where you can't do anything. You just have to sit and wait it out. Like people are, the problem with this is you can be infected, but it takes 14 days for you to find out. So you can be carrying it and not know anything about it. So that's why people are a little bit more scared. You know, they're like, hey, I don't want to do nothing. I just want to stay away, you know. You, you've been fighting in, uh, in Asia for a while now, and, and, and a lot of your fights have been in China. How much does it affect you directly? Because you, you probably want to get back in the cage as fast as you can. Yeah, so after the two fights, they were going to do a show in Gonzo next, around April, I think, or something. And they possibly had two opponents for me to fight. I was really excited, you know, like you said, after a long time, finally on a win streak. I'm really excited. I wasn't injured for the fight. I don't need to cut weight, so I can jump right back into it. And now with the thing going around, it's like, ah, you're going to have to wait out. And then Just MMA canceled their show last year due to the protests. And this year now they canceled it again to do the virus. So fighters, some fighters actually paid out of their own pocket to do the training camps and everything. And now it's like they're not going to get compensated for it. So it's like big, bad time, you know. You're a black belt under Ro Rodrigo, Rodrigo, Rodrigo Caporal, right? Rodrigo Caporal, yes. Yeah, Rodrigo Caporal. Um, yes. Yeah, he's very well known around the region. Former mm -hmm. Kulun champion. Uh, he's fought some of the best guys around here. Um, yeah. 
what's his what's his uh, situation right now? Is he continuing to fight or not? So for him, it's actually really, really hard for him to get fights. You know, like every time he wants a fight, the fights keep getting canceled. Opponents keep pulling out. He fought on MFP last, did amazing, amazing, amazing. I'm just waiting for him to get his call in the big shows. Like, I really want to see him go there. I think he has proven himself more than enough to be up on that stage right now. I think now he should get a call from them. But still, like, wait, 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 you know. I would think that one championship would sign him. No problem. Uh -huh. He has everything. He has all the credentials you need. He's a former champion. He uh he has his own gym in Hong Kong. He's he lives in Asia. Mm -hmm. it makes no sense why he wouldn't be signed. I know, but it's like tough, you know. Like a lot of promotions, even for MFP, they had to switch around three, four times the opponents for him. So people say yes, and then it gets changed, gets changed, gets changed. <laughs> and then it's frustrating for him too. It's like, dude, I need a fight, you know. So he's waiting right now, same same situation. He's just waiting to see what happens. He likes to keep busy in the meantime. He fights jiu-jitsu and stuff. And then see what happens next for him. I've seen him in Korea maybe once. Yes, for um, with uh, uh, Atos. When Atos was Ato, here Ato, and doing yeah. a big, big uh, seminar uh, mm -hmm. with um, Andre Galvao. Yeah, Andre Galvao. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were here together. And yeah, I met him one time. That was, I think I met him. That was the only time I met a uh, very nice guy. Um, yeah, I think he was injured at that time. That's why he wasn't fighting. He was the Kulun champion, I believe, at that time. Yeah, Kulun champion, rough champion, and then, yeah. Oh, now, you know, with your development, with, you know, with training with him and, and under his, his tutelage, uh, how much have you come, you know, in your development, how much do you think you have come? For me, I've grown a lot, a lot under him, you know, like training with him. I heard from a lot of people, it's going to be hardcore, it's not going to be easy, but it's not supposed to be easy, you know, like he really goes at it. He doesn't cut you any slack. So once you're training with him, you know, you're going to be training hard and it's on, you know, so I feel I've improved a lot, a lot, a lot. And uh, let's see, you know, what happens next. So with... With the coronavirus situation and, and China not having shows and, and Hong Kong basically being shut down, like, what's your future? Well, for me, we're not, like, full-time fighters. We we do fight, but we still have jobs on the side. Like, I teach all, all the time. Corporal teaches all the time. So our main income is not from fighting. Like, for us, we can still survive, you know. We don't put everything there. So for us, if a fight comes up, it's okay. If not, we just continue to do our daily job, which is teaching. You're not that old, but you have a lot of experience, which is a good thing. Um, how far do you think you're from maybe getting signed by uh, one championship or, or one of the bigger organizations? I did get my friend to talk to them. And then I don't think my, my record is good enough because I went on a very bad time losing streaks. So I want to improve my record a little bit more. I have one very interesting fight for me in Rebel. I think this will be a good one. And then after that, maybe I can ask them to sign me on one championship. Yeah, since you're fighting at a, a much higher weight class, and mm -hmm. they're, 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 their weight classes at like light heavyweight or even middleweight or even heavyweight are mm -hmm. very thin. So I would think yeah. if you win two more at least, they will yeah. sign you. And, you know, you could fight maybe Vitor. Wouldn't that be something? No, that would be good. That would be amazing <laughs> and a good honor for me to fight him. Yeah, yeah. But I need to get two more, three more wins, get a belt on me, and then hopefully head over to one, you know. 
or I heard that uh, one, uh, no, sorry, no one, UFC Contender Series might be coming to Asia also. That might be something to look at and look into also, you know. Yeah, and but then there's, that's supposed to be in China, which in is China, very yeah. affected by the coronavirus. <laughs> right now, so it's like, yeah. everything, everything is so, uh, like, in the hands of the coronavirus. What happens with this and how contained they could get it? And, mm-hmm. you know, nobody knows for sure, so... Uh, I, you know, I, like, I feel bad for everybody in China because, like you said, the regular people are the ones affected the most. You know, they're the ones that have to get paid mm-hmm. from their regular jobs, paycheck to paycheck, and they're not even working. They have to stay home, and and uh, yeah, it's it's a terrible situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but th- what they're saying is it cannot live in the heat. So normally, come around summertime, it should be all cleared out. So we just okay. have to wait for that time. Yeah. Well, then I'm looking forward to seeing you in the summertime, back in the cage, back in China, competing. Nosh, thank you so much for the time and uh, good luck on, you know, getting uh, your fight career continuing and and, and moving forward. And and, uh, again, good luck on everything that you're doing outside the cage. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and hope to have those fights again in the summer.